Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there's no, like, all the body needs to be alkaline or all the body needs to be acidic. That's a myth in and of itself. Cue music. Places, everybody places. We're starting in three, two. It's time for Life Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor. Welcome to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And my pleasure to be with you here another Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm down here in sunny Florida enjoying myself. It's actually got kind of cool, which uh, we had a cool streak here and people were like running around saying it was freezing. It got to like 57 degrees. I had to remind them I'm from the Pacific Northwest and I thought I was home. It was great. <laughs> I had some, I'm having so much fun down here enjoying all sorts of things that are going on. Went to a farmer's market the other day and oh man, I found the best, most fantastic looking turmeric root. Mm. So I put it in some of my juice this morning. Wow. And that was a waker upper, I'll tell you. <laughs> Between that and, the, and this little organic, I had this great ginger as well. Boy, that is a waker upper in your juice. <laughs> so, anyway, that's what I've been doing. I hope you have something planned, fun for your weekend. I've got some fun things planned as well. And I'm, you know, my tea is just the chai tea that I've been on this crazy kick for quite a while. I don't know why. I just seem to really like it. But it does have the homemade almond milk with the raw almonds. So, I can I can sort of like fake myself out that it's good. That's good for me. I mean, it's good tasting. <laughs> so anyway, and tonight I have one of our favorite, favorite, favorite all-time guests. Sometimes I feel like we're like, you know, sisters from a different mother. Every time we get together, it's just so much. We have so much in common. We laugh a lot about everything, the same types of things. We just have a wonderful time. And uh, she is being so sweet. She just got back from a long trip herself. And so she agreed to be on the show. So I want to introduce her because she's awesome. And what we're going to talk about tonight, I want to get her a take on a bunch of things I've been hearing lately, sort of in social media and her take on what's fake news and what's real news. So we'll <laughs> around our diet, because that's the thing that uh, where I'm at in my healing now seems to be the biggest thing where a place where I trip up. 
I'm not having to worry a lot about some of the early symptoms, but right now the diet seems to be the place where I trip up a lot. So let me introduce you to Dr. Nasha Winters. She is the CEO of Optimal Terrain and the author of The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. And I know there's a subtitle, but we'll ask her on the subtitle what that is. She is just an awesome, awesome thought leader in personalized precision medicine, as well as they call it integrative medicine. She is what I call a walking encyclopedia on this stuff. Now, if you don't know what integrative medicine is, it's where they put the patient first. And I say, what a novel concept, Nasha. <laughs> You'd think, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, although after the four years of what I've gone through, it is a novel concept, unfortunately, but I love, love, love what you do. I love your book. And now everybody's saying the metabolic approach to cancer, Sharon, why? When, once you read her book, it's about just the meta, metabolic approach to health. It really is. I read her book and you could just put where it said cancer, you just could put autoimmune, you could just feel put feeling crummy. It, it, it all works. So <laughs> thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be back. I really enjoy our time together. And um, it seems like your listeners are always very inquisitive and have a lot of great follow up questions as well. So I'm very happy to be with you all um, on this uh, evening of your weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much. I know you just got flew in and, and just got back home from a long trip. So I appreciate you doing this. Uh, one of the things that I found in a lot of the people on that uh, contact me from that listen to the show are through what I'll call that first critical phase of the autoimmune where everything's out of control. And they're sort of gotten to the point where the flares are maybe a little bit smaller or a little bit different or they see, they, they know what is coming now. I, I can catch my flares a lot sooner now because, you know, I know what it is <laughs> before when it first happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything got out of control. But one of the places where I trip up a lot, maybe it's because I travel, but where I trip a lot, up a lot is my diet. And I know what I can eat and I can't eat. Sometimes it's hard that way. But lately, I've been reading a lot in social media about all these different kinds of diets. And I'm sorry, even if I was healthy, I'd still be totally confused. Or I shouldn't say even if I'm healthy. I am healthy. But if I didn't have an autoimmune experience going on, I'd still be totally confused. Now, I know you're a big advocate of the keto diet, the ketogenic diet. First, let's explain that. And then I'll ask a couple of questions about it that I've seen in social media that just have me going, what's up? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) First of all, you are not alone when it comes to an absolute confusion around diet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, first of all, you have to remember, let's just get very basic here. We've really done no good studies, you know, really no good long-term studies overall, simply because the funds are not there. And you also- That's shocking. I know, well, I'm no, sorry. That's shocking. can't make money on a diet. That's just the plain reality. You, people don't Unless you write some crazy diet book. You know, like all of these little diet books where you're supposed to only eat one certain kind of fruit or something, they make money. You have to remember they don't at all. You know, that's the funny thing is, so when you look at the research dollars where they're being put, they're being invested in areas that it's going to return their investment in a we can't get a return on investment on the research. The millions of dollars it would cost, or actually multi-millions of dollars it would cost to set up a trial, big enough, long enough, appropriate enough, to look at any one diet, 
would be cost prohibitive because you can never get that money back. So unless we have a philanthropic donor who's not needing to ever see that money again, um, we'll likely never see these studies really played out. So we've taken a lot of extrapolated data from other studies and kind of pieced together. And really, no matter where you are in the world of diet nutrition today, you can kind of make a case or whatever your belief system is. And then that, of course, leads to even more of the confusion. The other part of the confusion is our medical community itself. Medical schools, less than less than 25% of all medical schools are even offered an elective course in nutrition. And oh those, my gosh. Right? No, that explains my tour through Western medicine and, and saying that I, I'm when I first started, and I still am, I avoid, I have food sensitivities and I avoid them. One time I had a gastroenterologist tell me food sensitivities were a myth. And I said, well, my stomach and my skin are otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> tell me differently, but okay. <laughs> exactly. And I, I do, I've, I've been in many a conversation, either directly or indirectly with physicians around the world who said just that sugar doesn't cause, you know, have any impact on cancer. Diet has no impact on health. Sensitivities to food have no impact on immune function. You know, I've heard that over and over and it's sort of like they're staring right at the data. Yeah. They're not seeing it. They're not seeing it with what's actually in the written literature, but also what their patients are experiencing. And so that's really important that um, empirical data or um, clinical anecdotes are just as relevant in the scientific process as, you know, a, a double blind placebo study, which again, as we started out, will likely not happen anytime soon unless we get some good philanthropic dollars behind it. So that, <laughs> well, let's put the note out there. I think it's going to come. I think it's going to come. There's a lot of people very interested. So what I think is really cool though, is instead of getting overwhelmed and confused by the data of what's the best diet for X, Y, and Z, let's talk about instead of the differences where I go with folks is the commonalities. What are the common threats? What's the common denominator that gives a healthful diet? So first of all, a healthful diet is a diet that I mean, I think I've said this on your show before, but I have a sticker on my refrigerator that says, eat organic food, or as your grandparents called it, food. (laughs) I love it. Right? That should kind of put you in a little context of, wow, it takes such effort today to even find real food. Yes, it does. It does, especially if you travel, but Absolutely. But I found even I'm lucky in the Pacific Northwest, we have a lot of organic farmers. I know where you live, you have a lot of organic uh, people that, you know, very, you live in a very foodie culture. Um, Down where I travel a lot, not so much. And it's interesting. In fact, this is a, a little side note, but where I grew up in Kansas, which is considered the bread, you know, the bread basket of the world. And today it's more like the feedlot basket. <laughs> but After our book came out, I received an email from a woman who happened to read my book, love my book, and then happened to note on my Facebook page that I was from Kansas. And she wrote, hey, I'm in Kansas in this tiny little town, and I just started the very first farmer's market ever here. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, there's a million tiny towns in Kansas until she tells me she's from the town that I spent most of my childhood in. And I felt over because... Literally, I used to say to my husband, pigs will fly before we see real food in Pratt, Kansas, Sawyer, Kansas, in that area. And you, when I would go to visit my grandma, she lived outside of Dodge City, Kansas, we'd have to take all of our food 13 hours on a drive with major coolers in our vehicle just to eat 
for a few days to go visit my grandma because you couldn't even get a bad head of iceberg lettuce at the grocery store. You know, it was just terrible and so processed. And I about fell over to see this because that's showing me there is a con there's a shift happening. And she and her husband, they came from long generations of farmers and ranchers and farmers and ranchers that were very much sucked up by the Monsanto processed capo farming industry. And her husband got glyphosate poisoning, Roundup poisoning. That was their come to Jesus, if you will. That was their big awakening that drove them to create this. And it's picking up momentum. It is so exciting to see. In fact, I'm going to go and do a book signing soon at their farmer's market this summer. So I get to go see a lot of old family, but also just to go and celebrate the change that's happening in the pockets of the world that used to be food deserts. Um, and it's really gives me hope of where we're going. Oh, me too, because I started coming here, I don't know, almost nine years ago now. And I come quite a bit. And when I first came, it was like, you know, I was, I was just like shipping food myself and it, my checked bag was mostly food. And uh, now, oh, I think three or four months ago, I found this fantastic little organic farm. It's you know, five minutes from my house. I met the two farm guys doing the, you know, actually, oh yeah, here's the kale. I just picked it an hour ago. I'm just like, awesome. <laughs> I'm over there every day. <laughs> real food. And that is exactly when we look at the common denominator of the healthful diets, real food eaten seasonally and locally whenever possible, as much as, you know, making that the majority of your intake. Like I should not be eating a papaya in Durango, Colorado in March. You know that there's never, there's not a papaya anywhere even remotely close to where I am. So those <laughs> are things to consider about your diet. And the other common theme in all the diets that are, are um, shown to be healthful and helpful is a plant-based diet. And so I am very much a promoter. I mean, I eat no less than 10 to 15 servings of vegetables a day. And again, kind of in the, the vein of Terry Walls and her approach, that sort of nine cups, which is she shoots for three cups of leafy greens, three cups of cruciferous, three cups of colorful veggies. And for those of your listeners who don't know who Dr. Terry Walls is, she was an MD who was wheelchair bound with an extremely aggressive form of, of multiple sclerosis. And she has completely resolved it with diet, right? And has a clinical trial for MS. So this is perfect with your listeners or you being in the autoimmune hour, but this is, she now is getting funding awesome. to do a trial with diet in autoimmune and in, particularly with MS. So it's happening. And well, so there's a lot of anecdotal things out there. I'm glad that research is finally paying attention to it because everybody I talk to, the three things they say, stress, diet, and poisons. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Poison. Sorry. <laughs> that's oh, I was with you. I was with <laughs> you. <laughs> Good, because I just spaced out there. But that's the thing, you know, and diet is, is huge because when I go off of the things that I know that I feel best on, I'm shocked at how fast I feel it. I don't have any question about what it was that sent me in. Exactly. You know, and I think that that, you know, that segues into kind of this, the third part of this discussion of the healthful, what's the common denominator. The common denominator of a healthy diet across the board today is one that is allowing you to be metabolically flexible. Okay. And what I mean by that is to be able to be a hybrid burning engine. And so specifically, we only started really deviating from so today we call a low carb diet you know we, we call this thing a low carb diet or paleo or keto or whatnot you guys this is the normal carb diet when we're eating low carb that's not low carb that's normal carb <laughs> eating an average of 50 to, to 75 grams total carb per person up until about the 1850s Okay. That's considered today. In fact, you know what else is considered a low carb diet today is 120 grams or or less. That's still a very high carb diet. And we're calling that low carb today. Most people have had their carbs by breakfast. And so let's talk about (laughs) that's what (laughs) everyone thinks that my, my oatmeal is so good with my dried, you know, cranberries or my dried uh, raisins, which today it's very hard to even find those not additionally sweetened. And then fill that with our you know, have our glass of orange juice and, or maybe our, our whole grain toast and maybe a banana with some low fat yogurt, that whole meal with one giant sugar bomb, all of it. Probably if you put that into my fitness pal or chronometer, that was probably about 300 grams of carbohydrate. And what I just listed there, that's, that's more than three days worth of sugar by the end of breakfast. Okay. Awesome. So that's <laughs> And this is the majority. In fact, I was just at a conference, a cancer conference, and I basically fasted through the whole weekend because it was sugar on sugar on sugar with sugar and everyone thinking they're eating a very healthful diet. So it's very interesting. So when we talk about ketosis, people think when I, when people talk about ketogenic diet, they think of it as a phase or like a fad. That's where I was going with my question, because that's where I'm seeing a lot of argument all over social media and stuff about ketogenics. Let's get really simple here. If you are functioning metabolically appropriately, meaning how your mitochondria need to thrive, which are the powerhouses of your body, you should be able to finish your last meal in the evening. And by the time you have your next meal between 12 and 16 hours later, which is the appropriate window of time to wait to have a nice fast there. So overnight through your sleeping time as well, you should be naturally in a ketogenic state. Okay. You should be showing trace ketones and that's not altering your diet in any shape or form. That is just normal. We functioned as a hybrid engine since the beginning of time. We always have. And at different times in our ancestry, we would go into deep states of ketosis when food was unavailable through so certain times of the year, certain seasons. Okay. And the amount of energy we had to put out to find our food or at 
you know, hunt our food. And we needed that dual engine, if you will, dual fuel source so that we could stay alive and aware so we could find our next meal. That is our metabolically flexible place. It's a natural state of being. Well, let's take a quick commercial break there. And then when we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Winters a couple more questions about ketogenic diet and the rest period, but we're up against the clock. So we'll be right back. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more. Hi, this is Sharon, and of course you know me from here on the Autoimmune Hour, but maybe you didn't know I'm also an author, mostly nonfiction, but recently I delved into the world of children's fiction with the Pinky Chenille series. If you haven't had a chance to check out Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, go over and check it out at PinkyChenille.com. That's Pinky. P-I-N-K-Y, Chenille, C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E dot com. Thanks. See you there. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hello, I'm Lisa Berry. Join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Light on Living, a chance to see new, hear different, and feel more as I shine the spotlight on all the ways to lighten the load of life's challenges. Light on Living is your link to that new way you're looking for, that new understanding that will enhance your life, and that positive connection that will support your growth. So join me and you'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. I am Fidel Mshombo. I was born in a city called Bukavu in the Congo. We were a loving family and then Boom! Everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they resettle you to America, and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. I can't talk tonight for some reason, but anyway, we're here with Dr. Nisha Winters, and she's the CEO of Optimal Train, and she's an integrative medicine expert. She's just a walking encyclopedia on all things about patient care. But tonight we're talking about diet because there's a lot of confusion about diet and some things that I've read and seen these days. One of my questions I had was about this rest period of you should be able to go from the time, you know, about 12 to 16 hours. One of the things that I read that I'm not 
I was a little surprised by. Is it true or not true? <laughs> Here's our fact or not fact that women is the more along the lines of the 12 hour and males are more along the line of the 16 hour or is there is that some fact or not fact? Boy, it's it's very it's not black or white. It's not a fact or not fact altogether. There's variations to that because it depends on the output of energy from the individual. So you oh, have okay. men who are much less um you know it, it depends on a lot of factors. It depends on your output of energy. It depends on your stress level. That's a key. Okay. It depends on your hormonal balance. It depends on your sleep cycle. It depends on how much blue light you're exposed to. That's why I wear my little lenses when I'm on camera at certain times of the day. It depends on your epigenetics. It depends on a lot of factors that help determine what is the most appropriate timing of your meals, forms like base camp of your meals. So there really isn't a one size fits all. And when we talk about things like even ketogenic, there are times and places where we use it like a, a, a sword, like a, like a, a scalpel, um, like an absolute therapeutic approach to deeply create a metabolic shift to have a desired outcome. And whenever people ask me about, well, can you be on a ketogenic all the time forever? You can, you can absolutely thrive in that, but you don't need to. We never did ancestrally. Now, unless you're, I'm working with you and I'm dealing with a very aggressive, such as brain tumors, most of my brain tumor patients will be on a ketogenic diet for the duration of their life. And hopefully it's a duration of a very long life because it is a very sensitive um, organ to metabolic um, instability and ketones keep things very smooth in the system. If I have someone who has diabetes or obesity or like other issues, it can be a very powerful tool to push that back as well. But most of the time, most of us, if we just simply finish our last meal and get up in the morning and have our next meal at a delay at a nice delay, 12 to 16 hours, most of us will be that hybrid engine we were talking about before the break. And depending on all those other factors we wove in, will determine how well that person will do. So a clue to me if somebody's metabolically inflexible is that they can't comfortably go more than four hours without a meal. If people tell me they get the hangries, they get shaky, they get confused, they get irritable, that tells me they're metabolically unstable. If they have any personal or family history of polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, obesity, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, prediabetes, poly uh, pancreatitis, pancreatic cancer, that is also just a, a big red flag for metabolic instability. And so those are some people that would really do well to push back their carbohydrate intake drastically and to pull out and make their only carbs via their beautiful leafy green veggies. Um, that's really the, the key there. And then the people who, you know, kind of say, oh, keto is bad. Again, they're taking it in that it's a particular fat or diet, you have to remember, like I said, this has been a natural part of our physiology since the beginning of humankind, right? And then we actually started using a ketogenic diet therapeutically in the 1920s per Harvard for epilepsy. It's still today the best treatment for epilepsy. And that also has led to a lot of cool research around using it for any neurological disorder of any kind. And the fastest growing disease process in the Western world today is neurological disease. So that includes, it is, well, it's, we're dismantling our brains. Why? Because we've been on a fat free kick for decades. Oh, that's one of my questions here on my list. <laughs> we're just fat heads and the sheets that wrap around our nerves are a hundred percent fat. And we've been putting ourselves on low fat, fat free diets for a long time. And what do we do to offset that? We thought we kicked up the sugar. And yeah. so we've been 
frying our brains and our nerves for decades now and then metabolically throwing us off. So most people will not be in ketosis if they go 12 to 16 hours of fasting. And so if that isn't enough, then you have to get them into a state of high fat, super low carbohydrate, and even low protein intake to push them back into being that dual engine again. And once they adapt, then they easily go back and forth as needed. It's a powerful way to take you back to a natural state where we've always been as human beings. Well, one of, this is awesome. Um, that was fats as I'm here on my question sheet, but which one of my questions around fats though, is we're terrified of fats. What is it? Can, I don't even know if this is appropriate words. What's a good fat and what's a bad fat now? I mean, I don't know anymore. I really don't. We've been taught eggs. We've been taught this. We've been taught that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know, let's keep it simple. You're right. We've all been very fat phobic for a very long time. But again, our ner- our nerves, our nervous system, our brain can't function without it. Our immune system is also dependent on fatty acid synthesis. We can't even overcome pain response without good fatty acid synthesis. And our cells are starving. We're really overfed and undernourished on the planet today. So when I think of a really good fat that's kind of across the board, seemingly safe for all populations, think olive oil but real olive oil, because most of the stuff you buy in the grocery store is hexane, you know, like pulled out of stuff and it's like cut with canola and other cheap um, omega-6 high fat, you know, um, fake, you know, vegetable plant um, oils. Make sure it's a hundred percent olive oil. That is super, super good for your, your membranes of your cells to function properly. That's a really good one. Another really good one, excuse me, is the macadamia nut oils, the hazelnut oils. These are oils that are higher in the omega-3s versus the omega-6s of a lot of the other seeds and nuts. Still seeds and nuts, they have omega-3s, but they still have quite a bit of omega-6. Avocado and avocado oil, fabulous oil. Coconut, coconut oil, those are also really key. Uh, I have my folks eat a bunch of olives, a lot of coconut, you know, dried coconut flakes that are unsweetened. These are great snacks to have. That was my next question because you had said all about oils, but eating an avocado or eating a hazelnut, same quality, same thing, except maybe we have a little fiber in there. Exactly, a little fiber, but you're just getting a little carbohydrate in some of those. So you don't want to go too overboard um, on those. But yes, absolutely. Get the whole plant, the whole organism, the whole creature into your body. And then the same thing when it comes to animal fats, So the eggs, we've gotten into this place where we're just doing, you know, our egg whites. That's actually very, if you're just doing, still doing egg white omelets and whatnot, you're, you're actually getting a lot more oxidative damage that way. You need that. You need the lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That in there to so- sort of soothe the inflammation that the pure albumin protein, which is in the white, you need that fat. The cholesterol is what's protective. Now, just a quick lesson to your listeners. Cholesterol is the mother hormone. Out of cholesterol, we make our neurotransmitters and we make all of our sex hormones. So basically how you think and feel are based on fat. Okay. And we bastardized um, cholesterol as well. And so when we are scared of cholesterol, that that's the last of our worries. And again, the research has come around full circle to say we should worry less about cholesterol and much more about inflammation and sugar intake. So that's key, key, key here. But when it comes to good fats, the other thing we've pulled out, ghee, butter, Okay. These are hugely powerful fats. And then again, where we got all of our fat before we went on our fat free craze was from animal fat. So lard, tallow, our parents and our grandparents, and great grandparents. I remember the drippings, the little container, soldier's container under the sink that captured every little dripping. And then that was the base of everything you baked, everything you cooked, everything you fried was that oil, like kind of over and over again. Remember that my grandmother worked a lot more physical labor than I work. They could work that off. <laughs> and that's our, we're coming from that. So now we sit an average of 20 hours a day as American, you know, we're either sleeping or yeah. sitting during that. So we're down and, and actually it's probably a bit more than that. We're also outside less than 15 or 15 minutes a day. So we are not living the lifestyle that our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and so on were living all of these factors come in. So when people get really weird and dogmatic and militant about which is the right diet, it's so much more than that. There's even researchers out there who say that it's not even so much about what you eat, although it does matter. I promise you that it's even when you eat. So if you're eating really late at night when your body should be in the healing, processing, repair mode, and you're trying to digest at that time, that is going to cause some harm to, to your microbiome and to how you digest those nutrients. So it's much more complex than this diet good, this diet bad. Ultimately, if you stick with real food, plant-based, and if you're going to have animal protein, you've got to make sure it is spotless, super clean. And what you and I were talking about before the show started is, first of all, a ketogenic diet, the myth around that is that it's a high-protein diet. In fact, it's not. It's, in fact, a low-protein diet. And so it's a high-fat diet. So the protein in our country today in the West tends to be a lot of protein. And you don't have to have that much protein to, to rebuild the tissues. So this shouldn't be a meat-based diet for anybody. I think people get confused on what is a lot of protein and what isn't a lot of meat protein. We've got things like you know, you go into a restaurant and there's ounces and ounces and ounces of, of meat proteins offered to you. What is a standard serving that, that you suggest is appropriate in a meat protein? If you're going to go with animal protein, what, what's a standard serving? So just, you know, a kind of a good general sense is if you're not an uber hardcore athlete, you really don't need more than probably 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram. Okay. So that's a little math that you'll, your folks will have to do here, but of lean body mass. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's, that's what we're leading to is a, and specifically to lean body mass. So to simplify this, most women, let's say an average of 150 pounds are likely getting about 50 grams of protein a day. 
you know, men, maybe upwards of seven, you know, depending on their weight. So kind of to give that guesstimation. So just to get a sense of that, like a, a serving, I mean, a few ounces or a few grams of meat would be about the size of a deck of cards. Okay. Oh, okay. That's not, you know, when you think about a, a really good serving of whether that's fish, which by the way, the omega threes in fish, that's just, there's nothing better in anchovies, sardines, good quality Alaskan salmon, things like that are super high quality fats as well that we're all very deficient in. So even, you know, a smaller piece of salmon or a little piece of free range chicken breast, or, you know, I'm just trying to give people ideas that even when I say meat, I'm putting into that fish, chicken, turkey, poultry, eggs, dairy, I'm just kind of lumping it all together, animal protein. And even for folks, like I work with a lot of folks who are kind of more vegetarian, going kind of a low carb or keto diet, or even pulsing of a keto diet or intermittent fasting, low carbohydrate diet. We can do this very well. If you can tolerate, bring eggs on board and and butter on board. You can do a lot with that to get your protein needs and your fat needs met. And then of course, all those fats we talked about are easy to access, no matter if you are are a meat eater or an omnivore or a vegetarian or a vegan, those fats are all kind of user-friendly across the board. Awesome. We need to take one more quick commercial break. And I love the fact I can have, I love butter. I grew up on butter. <laughs> I can go have a, some butter. Whoa. I'm so excited. <laughs> butter. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break and and, um, I'll get more excited here in just a second about more butter. Wow. Okay, we'll be right back. The best of holistic, spiritual and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. AscendingHearts.com My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times, 51, 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And today we're here with Dr. Nasha Winters, and she's the CEO of Optimal Terrain and the author of the brand new book called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, as well as so many other things. She's, uh, I just love her because she is one of those 
people that look at you as a whole person <laughs> and says, how are we going to make your health work here? You know, let's bring you back into this healthy place, looking at everything from our lifestyle, what, <laughs> where we are emotionally, mentally, socially, physically, environmentally, all of that. That's what I love. And I'm sad to say it's hard to find. So I'm so thrilled that she is an advocate of the autoimmune hour here that was sharing with us. And today we're talking about diet all the myths around it. And we were just talking about protein. I got so excited. I heard the word butter. <laughs> My grandmother, uh, bacon fat and butter. And I know not to go overboard like she did, but just the idea that I could go to have a little taste of butter was exciting. We, we're just blowing through our time together as we always do, Nisha. <laughs> One of the th another question I have on my list, I want to make sure we get to them all. There's another fad, I guess, out there, and I've tried it. And actually, shockingly enough, I got to the point where I could drink it, not straight, diluted with water. But this idea of the acid alkaline diet, and not to name names, but I am going to apple cider vinegar. <laughs> You have to get so used to it. Maybe it is good for you. <laughs> I don't know. But let's talk about this idea of can we change the pH of our body and does it even matter? First of all, I, this is such a good question because we do, uh, my co-author, Jess Higgins Kelly, and I try and debunk this myth of, of pushing the body into an alkaline state. First of all, our body, different tissues of our body at different times of the day and night need to have a different level of acidity and alkalinity to be at its most efficient and effective. Okay. So there's no, like all the body needs to be alkaline or all the body needs to be acidic. That's a myth in and of itself. And even if you push yourself too hard with like going overzealous with a alkaline water or something, you can actually cause damage there. So alkalosis is just <laughs> that is acidosis. You can die on either end of that spectrum. So be careful, right? But here's the reality is that it is very hard to push yourself in either direction, especially into the alkaline, because we have so many inner signals that are telling, oops, the pH is too high or too low. And it's constantly adjusting to that equilibrium. This is the amazing thing about our body. I just love it. It's the most amazing healing machine. Once we give it the right things to deal with. <laughs> You just nailed it because that's what lends itself. When people are talking about this, what we're really trying to do in our body at all times is restore the rhythm, bring back homeostasis and balance. And you can't do that if you're staying up all hours of the night or you have a, you know, you're drenched in EMFs and you're living on soda pop and um, gluten-free crackers and you're never outside and you don't, you don't exercise ever. That is dangerous. And that is what is acidifying your tissues. Okay. So when the mitochondria get damaged from diet and lifestyle issues and from poisons from certain medications or things in our environment or our food system. What that does is they get stressed and they dump these byproducts into the cytoplasm of the cell. And then that creates acidity around them, which then attracts more acidity. So when people say acid alkaline, it's not that we're acidic first, it's a, it's a secondary effect of what we've done to our body, right? So 
the, the way to bring back balance instead of trying to force a certain diet or bring a certain water in is to come back into balance in all things of your life and having a plant-based diet with a lot of those leafy greens, all those cofactors and minerals that are so stabilizing and good quality, clean filtered water and time outdoors and fresh air and time in nature and exercise and good sleep and good love in your heart. That is making the cells happy and they're not dumping byproducts into the system. That is how you get to an acid alkaline balance in the body. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And the apple cider vinegar thing, first of all, I love it. I'm a weirdo. I really like it. But those are things, again, our grandparents, they were the, all the ones doing the cod liver oil. They were all the ones like taking a swig of their bitters. They were the ones having their apple cider, you know, milling, making their own apple cider vinegar. These were the, our natural ferments in the West. It's our one, if you get a raw apple cider vinegar, that's about as natural probiotic as you can get. So it's not even so much about what it's doing with acidity or alkalinity. It's about what it's doing to stimulate enzymes. That's what it's mainly doing. Digestive enzymes. Okay. I like it now that I got used to it, but you know, it's one of those things you have to sort of like work your way into. (laughs) I always tell people to start with those um, Bragg's organic apple cider vinegar drinks her limeade. That's got a little bit of stevia and lime and apple cider vinegar. It's like having a, it's like having a limeade. It's quite tasty. So it's a nice gateway drug for people who are trying to bring in some more probiotics and get their palate accustomed to doing that by itself, just a swig from your bottle. I like the ginger one, by the way, the limeade. The limeade's good, but I like the ginger one too. We'll be back right after this quick commercial break. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Change and growth are part of natural life and also part of your spiritual life. Everyone needs support and guidance, especially during life passages. Upgrade yourself with the Ohm Times Experts Program. With Ohm Times Experts, you have access to the best intuitive coaches, spiritual teachers, counselors, astrologists, and oracles. Our team was carefully selected so you can trust. Find out more at experts.ohmtimes.com. Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for inspired conversations with publisher Linda Joy on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Research shows we apologize up to 10 times a day, and most of the time, we say sorry as a response to someone else's mistake. What if? We thanked people instead of all that unnecessary apologizing. 
So instead of saying, sorry, I'm rambling, you say, thank you for listening. Join us at projectforgive.com, a free non-religious resource on global forgiveness. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com, and today we're here with Dr. Nisha Winters, and she's the CEO of Optimal Terrain and the author of the brand new book called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. We're, we're down to just about 10 minutes, and I want to make sure I get through all my questions. So um, that, and a couple other places that questions came up for you from your last visit was cooked or raw. And we're always looking at this idea of plant-based diet. And a lot of questions were around, look, I really, my gut just can't handle the raw. Is cooked okay? It is. And in fact, my husband, the biochemist, will tell you that some foods, some of the wonderful plant chemicals that we need for healing need to be released with some heat. Okay. So definitely like the cruciferous family is done better with a little bit of heat and acidification with things like apple cider vinegar, a little bit of lime or lemon to break up some of those oxalates. So that's a good one. Also all the raw kale and the raw spinach we've done that also created a lot of oxalate issues. And that's a real issue. People want to go read up on that. So acidify it, that breaks down the oxalates. Um, Oh, really? So, okay, <laughs> time out. <laughs> because, well, uh, telling on myself, years ago I had an oxalate kidney stone and I was told to stay off all the green vegetables, but that's not healthy. But if we were adding lemon to it while we're cooking it, I can get away with it. Absolutely, you can. Bring them awesome. back on. That farmer I met at the farmer's market a few years ago when the kale was just starting to be a rage, I tried eating it. I thought I was going to die. And he said, (laughs) I saw him the next week and he said, no, no, you know, here, this is how you cook it. And he said lemon. Oh, I love that. So I've been doing that and I didn't even know. Isn't that brilliant? So again, the biochemistry was there. We just, we have been doing it since the beginning of time because we kind of figured it out in nature. It's quite elegant. So that's a big one. And then from Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, the ancient medicines, they never did raw because most of us, if we're sick, we have a weak digestive system. Mm -hmm. Hippocrates says all disease begins in the gut. The ancient Ayurvedic doctors worked on the gut. The Chinese medicine practitioners work on the gut if you're ill. And so a raw food um, diet and someone who's compromised is a no-go in these ancient forms of medicine. In my world, depending again on the constitution, the health and vitality of the GI tract and the season and the temperature around them, I can get away with a lot of raw in the summer not in the winter. I even have my patients, if they're going to do raw green drinks, I have them add like hot water to it, right? Warm it in the winter months. So you can still get those or cook them at better. Yep. Mix them in with some bone broth. That's your warmth there. So it's like having a nice little green bone broth soup. You'll make it more into a soup or a warmed beverage or add like you have that thing for ginger. That is so helpful. That adds some heat, some agni, some fire to make it more digestible for some of those foods. So if I have someone who's got any gut issues, any autoimmune issues, which all starts in the gut, maybe avoid the cold and raw unless you live in a really warm climate. I want to go circle back around about something that you said, though, since we're talking about seasons and eating. Now, where I live in the Pacific Northwest, I would never find a papaya unless it was brought in. Is it okay in the summer to eat a papaya, even though they're not natural to my habitat? 
you know, I mean, obviously we're all going to do that because they're delicious. I love them. I love them. (laughs) Ultimately our microbiome, like our bodies don't know what to do with that because that's not really from our area. So the closer we eat seasonally and locally, we're also getting the microorganisms of our area, which is helping us deal with our environment, adapt to our environment better. It's like when people take pollen, local pollen, bee honey Mm -hmm. or whatnot to help with their allergies. It's no different than eating food from the soil, from the terra around you. Now, if you're visiting, like I was just down in Mexico for two and a half months, I had some pineapple. I had some papaya. I had some mango because I was literally getting it off the trees right there. Same thing. If you're visiting Hawaii for the love of God, enjoy those things. But you know where I go, I love to go up to the Pacific Northwest and get all your berries. You yes. know? Oh yeah. We've got the best berries. So that's where stick with what you have. And then when you're traveling to the places where those foods are more natural to that environment, enjoy them then and there. Yeah. I can't even eat a strawberry that's not from the Pacific Northwest. I bet you got spoiled. (laughs) Oh yeah. I grew up there. Apples, apples and strawberries are the two things I said, unless it was came from the somewhere in the Northwest. I don't even want to know. Guys got to taste a Pacific Northwest apple and a Pacific Northwest strawberry to know what I'm talking about. Your strawberries are not supposed to be white on the inside. They are red all the way through. (laughs) Now the smell, they're just like so fragrant. Yes. Yes. Explode in your mouth. I just love them. Okay. So we're we're jumping everywhere, but I want to get in all these questions. And the other question I had is there's a bunch of new water filters out there. Everything, you know, from the old pictures to now actually countertop type things to whole house water filters. I've got a water filter. I travel lots of places. Every place I have got a water filter like this. It's a countertop. I love it. It's got all these different filters. But the thing about it that I've always wondered is it takes so much out of the water. Is that what water so good that it, it, ta- it filters out basically everything? <laughs> and they suggest adding minerals back. It's so clean. So yeah. what's that about? <laughs> It is, you know, again, kind of like the beginning of our conversation, we talked about eat organic, you know, or as they call it food. There used to be a time when we never had to worry about our water. But today, if you go on the environmental working group website, ewg.org, and you put in your zip code, exactly what's in your city water. Like, Sit down when you do that. (laughs) Yeah. Seven known carcinogens just in my town with 26 possible. Hmm. You know, like, (laughs) really have to filter your water today. And really, because most filters, unless they take everything out, they're still leaving behind medication residues, heavy metal residues, radiation residues, fluoride residues, arsenic residues, unless they're really hardcore filters. So your fridge filter, your the little Brita filter, those are doing nothing but pretty much taking out chlorine and maybe mm-hmm. a few microorganisms. Those aren't cutting it today, you guys. Those are not the big ones we're scared of anyway. We're scared of the stuff that it's not taking out. So the Berkey, I'm guessing that might be what you have for your countertop at home. Yeah. That's a, um, a really good, you know, like any of that style is really good because it does take out everything. Now, if you're eating a really good diet that's local and seasonal, and you don't overzealously rinse all of your food, you're going to get a lot of minerals just from the soil. Um, you're going to get, a, especially if you're eating a large amount, so you probably don't need to remineralize unless you start to show some frank deficiencies and your symptoms are on your labs or in your fingernails. At that point, you could add in some minerals, okay, which okay. works great. But that's where I love bone broth. Bone broth is, I mean, hello, what are our bones? They're just like a big concentrated pile of 
minerals. Okay. Well, we can go on and on about that too, because I absolutely love bone broth. There's an amazing, two sisters run a a little factory up where I live in Oregon. There again, I've gotten read studies about certain bone broths aren't getting the bones from the right place and you're getting heavy metals and all sorts of things that you shouldn't be getting in your bone broth. So be really careful. Very important. Thank you. Yeah, it's best to get them like we get them. We know our ranchers, we know our farmers, we know exactly where our food source comes from, we know where those bones are coming from, and we know that they're pretty darn clean. Plus, they get them third-party tested pretty regularly to make sure that that's still the case. So it's good. And Nisha's hardcore, she makes it herself. I don't. I just go to the two sisters. I tried it one time. I would do that too. <laughs> I tried it one time. And in all honesty, I sourced it. I mean, I was sure in the quality of everything I was doing. But I lifted it. First off, it takes a long time, guys. If you've ever made it, it takes a long time. Honestly, though, I lifted it up and there was just this little chicken foot hanging there. And I was like, no, I'm just going to go to the gals and... <laughs> This is not worth it to me. <laughs> Especially if you're a recovering vegetarian, which I have been. My husband has to make it and filter it, and then I drink it when it's nice and pretty and golden, and there's no <laughs> or organs or anything other floaty weird bits. It has yeah. to be sure for me. So I might uh, find your source as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you their name. They're awesome. Anyway, we're down to just three and a half minutes. This happens every time we get together. I swear. Like I said, sisters from a different mother. But anyway. I, I want everybody to know how to get a hold of you because your work is just profound and life-changing. Everybody, you follow her on social media and everything because the stuff she offers, you might be going, well, it sounds so simple, but cutting through everything that we hear, she's a truth teller, guys. So here, tell us all about you, your book, everything that we need to know to get a hold of you. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, part of this journey is I've been on it for 27 years myself, trying to source and vet all of this information. So I wish I had me 27 years ago. So the book, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer that I co-authored with Jess Higgins Kelly, it came out last May. That is a really great resource. Like you said, it could be anything in the label besides cancer. Um, because Oh yeah, just insert any word, feeling crummy and it I love that. We're going to change it to that. Um, <laughs> You can find me and follow me on social media. Jess and I have a Facebook page, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, which we post a lot of relevant research and information that's kind of continuing the story of the book. I also have a Facebook page, The um, Optimal Terrain Consulting, which also is a way that you'll keep up with what I'm up to, all the events where I speak, et cetera. And then my website, OptimalTerrainConsulting.com, has hours and hours, if not probably days of you being able to hear all kinds of videos, podcasts, research, um, blogs, and things I've written because I'm constantly trying to share what we're learning. There's so much amazing information coming out in medicine right now. I feel very hopeful for where we can go in the future. Awesome. Awesome. It's just fantastic. Thank you so much. And I'm not going to let you get away until you tell us about those glasses. For those listening to audio, she has these glasses on because we're doing video for the show now too. And they're amped. They're amber. They're great. These but- are my daytime blue blockers. And then I have my nighttime blue blockers, which are a deep red um, that cuts out all the blue light. And that is how I can be in front of a screen my whole world is in front of a screen these days. And I have destroyed my vision in the last two years since this has happened. I've always had eagle hawk eyes in the last couple of years, I've needed readers. And so these little guys um, have even readers in them and cut the blue lenses off of, pardon me, my puppy has just heard their pop. 
<laughs> but this is where they cut off the blue light that's coming through the computer screen or any screen time for that matter. And it makes a huge difference of my eyes. I don't feel tired at the end of the day or no red eyes at the end of the day either. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. We'll talk that we'll get her back to talk more about that. Cause I, I, on my list here was also about environmental toxins, which light is one of those guys. And yeah. we're out of time. Like what always happens to us, everyone have a great weekend. Whatever your adventures, join me next here, Friday night, 7 PM Eastern time for another great show. And if you haven't joined the transcribe tribe yet, run over to lifeinterruptedradio.com, sign up for transcribe tribe. It'll open up. 165 plus episodes of transcripts. So if you want to go said, I just couldn't believe everything she said, run over there, get the transcript and get out your highlighter because you're going to need it. Anyway, <laughs> join me next week. Talk to you soon. And as always, enjoy. The information provided on lifeinterruptedradio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com.